Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon, and we have Gabe behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And you can find us streaming live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So we're back in the studio. Interesting news dropping yesterday from Redfin, and this to me is really pertinent about what's happening in the market right now. And one singular statistic out of 60,000 home purchase agreements, 14.9% were canceled by home buyers in the month of June, according to Redfin. Ladies, what does it mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a combination of, of a couple different things. Um, one, that more offers are being accepted where inspections are part of um, the process. So that's, you know, just a major reason that you know, deals get deals get terminated. Um, and I know Stacy and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, you know, also there's there's interest rates going up if people got locked into something and then the rates rose and mm-hmm. they, they can no longer afford. So Yeah, I think a lot had to do with the rates. It was at a time where they jumped up pretty quickly and people they might not have reconnected with their lender before mm-hmm. and you know, they were still submitting offers at that, you know, that fast pace. And one got accepted, and then when they had when they finally locked in with the lender, um, they might have realized that they could not actually afford it, so they had to terminate. I think a lot of it had to do with that. And Sarah's right too about the inspections coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you you know if you're in a deal and there's inspections to be uh, negotiated, and people aren't used to negotiating inspections <laughs> for the past couple of years. It's like a whole different uh, market out there. So right. you have to brush up on those negotiation skills for sure. Well said, because I'm clear there's a lot of lost skills in the marketplace right now. And one of them is how to negotiate a home inspection. We've actually mm-hmm. been training on this weekly at this point. And be, the reason we've been doing it is because that's where a lot of deals can fall apart if you don't know what you're doing. So I think that's a great observation. Rates also very clear because some people didn't lock in their rates right away and they kind of let them creep up. And then all of a sudden, well, they're out of the agreement to to give some perspective here, because this number 14.9 percent, I don't think is is that crazy of a number. Um, It's the highest number we've seen since April of 2020, when we saw 16.4 percent of contracts blow out or get canceled. And in March, we saw 17.6 percent. And that, those were the highest numbers since February of 2017. So it's a pretty big sample size here. During that February 2017 up until June of 2022, we saw kind of a, a flow of anywhere between like 11 and 13% was kind of the range that, that, that contracts were canceling. So I agree with both of you. And I would also say there's just some – people are just uncertain right now. And there's so much negativity in the news. And there's less people that can afford homes. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you think when rates go up, the people that locked in like right before, mm-hmm. there's no shot. They're blown. They're buying that house no matter what, nine times out of ten. Um, does this mean something about the market? Is, is like What does this mean for buyers and sellers that are out there? Because you see this number and it's like, oh, the market's shifting, which I, I am so clear is not the case. What does this mean, though? Because people are going to see this and they might get scared by these headlines. And to me, like you, like you two said, these are economic conditions and just things that happen that cause that. But there's always these blips on the radar. Yeah, definitely always blips on the radar. But 
I think people have to stop um, listening to the hype. Like there's so much <laughs> like all news out there is, you know, exaggerated for the most part. There's no real, you know, level headed news anymore. Um, so I think when people see these, um, you know, snippets on when they're going through their social media feeds and, you know, the housing market's going to blow up and the bubble's going to burst, um, people get really, really anxious. And again, when they see the, the interest rates elevating, too, they get even more anxious. I think that people really need to talk to folks like us, um, experienced agents that have the real market news the real market conditions that we are in it day in and day out. And we deal with it every single day. We can tell you our perspective and what is going on in our local area. Mm -hmm. So for buyers, you need to just really consult with an agent that knows the area, knows the market and get the real information and, and just bring it down a couple notches. You know, nothing is ever as good as it seems and nothing is ever as bad as it seems. It's mm -hmm. always somewhere in the middle. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think for, um, for the inspection piece of this, just having, you know, a clear idea going into it when, you know, if you have, if you're the buyer agent, you know, explaining to them what you're really looking for out of the deal. And I mean, I've had to, I mean, recently in a deal, um, I had a buyer and we were going to be doing inspections and we had to protect, to make sure that this sale made it to the finish line. I mean, we put in very clear, uh, language about what we would be looking for out of those inspections. And we put in different thresholds because I feel like sometimes at the beginning when you're going in and you're entering into this, they're like, oh yeah, material defects. Obviously that's the only thing that I'm going to go after. And then when the reports come back, of course. a deal can fall <laughs> apart over very little things that like in big picture are not important. So that was both to, that was kind of to protect him too from going back when the report came back and trying to go mm -hmm. after little nitpicky things. So I think kind of giving a clear path from the beginning of like, what is the purpose of the inspections? Like keeping the big picture in mind. Um, and then depending on what comes back, kind of going through it and be like, what do we want to tackle here? What is the order of importance? And like, what is a reasonable thing to ask for? Um, because, you know, I think that one thing you have to look out for is when you get caught up in some of these bidding wars and all of a sudden you're you're throwing everything in. Mm -hmm. But then if you get inspections and then there are cases where people try to like pull back or get, you know, mm -hmm. get more back after the fact because they think that they put too much in to begin with. So, you know, making sure everybody's clear on what what the process is and, and when you negotiate what. And another thing I think we, we're missing here, too, is the appraisals. Yep. Mm -hmm. So um, I've just in, in probably the past two weeks had a number of low appraisals. So if you prep your buyers and, and then on the flip side, your sellers for that matter, mm -hmm. that, hey, this could potentially happen. What are we going to do? If it's not an offer for sellers, if it's not an offer that the buyers agreed to cover any appraisal deficit, what, what are you going to do? We might have to renegotiate at mm -hmm. some point, depending on what the appraised value is. For buyers, if you, you know, if you've offered to cover a certain amount, be, be ready to pay that amount that mm -hmm. you've offered because you, we wrote that into the agreement and the sellers right. are expecting that. Mm -hmm. So be ready for that. Um, and if you didn't, it could be another point of negotiation and the sellers could terminate. They don't have to, if, if a, it's a, a low appraisal, um, they don't have to reduce the purchase price. So again, we're back to renegotiating. So I think it's just all about preemptively conditioning people what could happen. Mm -hmm.
To me, that this shows one clear thing. We are in a normal market, <laughs> meaning not the past two years, not mm-hmm. you know 2020 up until 2022. This is what used to happen all the time. You'd have deals blow out. Mm-hmm. The, the, the inspection negotiation can be a headache for a lot of people. It can be a nightmare. Sellers hate it. Buyers get anxiety. They, they freak out when they see the reports in some cases because the home inspector delivers too long of a report or is an alarmist. Mm-hmm. They identify things that aren't material defects. They give you the language of, I don't know how to inspect a heater, so you got to get someone else in here to look at it. Or the roof might go in the next five years, and then the next thing you know, the buyer's asking for a new roof. These are things that are very common. And for the consumer that's out there, whether you're buying a home or selling a home, the one thing I'm clear on is if you don't interview your agent and ask them, what's your approach to inspections? What's your approach to negotiating? You're, you're going to be in a, in, a, in a little bit of a troublesome spot here because the days of, hey, Sarah, you want this house? Go $200,000 above the asking price, waive all contingencies, and tell them you'll throw in your dog. Like, that, <laughs> that, that's gone, right? Like, it's, it's not happening anymore. And that being said, there's still homes that do have multiple offers. The best homes always have a lot of interest when they're priced accordingly and when they're marketed properly. This is how the market used to operate. And so many folks got into – there's 100,000 realtors that – got in the business the last year alone. I think that's the right number. We talked about it last week. So you got all these people that don't know any better, and they haven't gotten the training. And if I'm a consumer right now, my questioning isn't, what are you going to do to make sure I don't leave money on the table? That, that kind of goes without saying on the listing side. It's how are you going to keep the deal together during the inspections? And for the buyers, how are you going to keep me involved in, the, in, in this process and advise me properly? Because there's so many variables in these things. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I mean, do you see this, this blowout rate or this cancel rate continuing at this rate, or is this something that maybe is going to calm down a little bit in the month of July? And what I'll do is um, we just got Brandon here from my house, Savannah, our special guest. We'll uh, introduce him in a second. The, the thing I, I think that, that's a little skewed on this data is that some of these homes that blew out didn't go under contract in June. So they're saying 60,000 homes went under contract in June, but, like, you buy the home – May 30th, it's going to blow out in June. So I, I think that's a little bit of a skew. Got it, got it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a trend. I think the interest rates were a factor in that where people couldn't afford then, the, you know, once they locked in or they realized, oh, my gosh, it jumped overnight. Um, and I think some of it had to do with that. But I do think that um, as agents, if you don't already know how to negotiate, you're going to have to learn quickly <laughs> or, you know, and hone up on those skills so that you can stay in the deal. Right. I mean, I am like 100%. If I get under contract with somebody, I'm going to do everything in my power right, to keep that deal together. I right. could not agree more with yeah. that so statement. Some agents will just be like, oh, it's just too hard. I'm, that's it, you know. Right. And they'll just walk away or, or encourage buyers not to stay in it or whatever. They'll right. encourage a termination. Right. Which I think is malpractice. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I think regardless of you, if you're on the buy side or the sell side, um, doing what you can do to fairly stay in the deal as long as, you know, it still is in the best interest of of your client. Um, definitely the way to go. Right. <laughs> I think people, especially the, the buyers and sellers, are very emotional. Mm-hmm. So they extremely, let Extremely. Yeah. Very is an understatement. I would say <laughs> extremely right. emotional. And, they and they're stressed, that, right? And they're stressed. And they let that get the best of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, they take the want to take their toys and walk away. Right. Whereas we, as the agents, we have to be the level-headed ones. Right. Check our ego at the door, mm-hmm. you know, stay level-headed and, and work through, you know, those emotions with our clients. For sure.
so I agree with you. I, don't, I think we're going to see like that 10 to like 12% blowout range. You're always going to have deals to fall apart. Okay. And you, Sarah, you said something really interesting. These bidding wars, I think, tend to cause more deals to fall apart because these people go so high above the asking price and then they get an inspection, mm-hmm. which wasn't happening the past two years, but I've seen it happen before. They go so high and then, then they get in there and they're like, did we really just pay this price for this home? Right. I don't know if this is what I want. So that that's as much of a part of it as anything else. And the other factor, too, is we've seen rates come down a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. the past week or two. So do you think that's going to contribute to a lower cancellation rate in the month of July and the month of August? To give people some perspective, we're seeing 5.75 on a 30-year fix. That's getting quoted from Mortgage America. That's on a conventional loan and 5.5% on an FHA loan, and that's as of today. Yeah. I think it's going to maybe drop a little bit, but I think that we're going to stay somewhere in that, like, 13 and a half um, percent range, I think, through the summer. I think it's going to be a normal yeah. termination rate. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so you guys were on our coaching call today, right, with Jeff? Mm-hmm. Jeff Mays from mm-hmm. Tom Ferry. So big credit to Jeff. I, Despite me interrupting the call and not muting myself when I had to talk to somebody, um, what I heard on that was very interesting, that – the next two months, I see a lot of opportunity for home buyers mm-hmm. if they don't want to get pounded by interest rates. What, what do you two think about that? I think there's a lot of opportunity out there right now. I mean, there really is. There's a lot. I, I feel like there's more inventory just by seeing what's coming on the market. And there's more inventory that's sitting longer. Mm-hmm. So, And that's where you're going to find that opportunity. Right. I agree. So the, define the opportunity. Inventory sitting longer. Rates yes. are a little lower. Yes. So who's going to benefit the most from this? Because I mean, like, let's talk about the people that are listening right now that maybe should have their antenna back up. Like, what what kind of consumer do you think is someone that can take advantage in the next, call it, 45 days between now and, and the end of the summer? 50 days, whatever it is. Well, I think those folks that are motivated and want to get settled prior to school starting or, you know, their middle in middle of a job relocation, they're, they're going to have the, the opportunity to get under contract and get their home before um, the end of August. And I think they're going to benefit on the interest rates that dip down a little bit. And if they're looking for something that if they are, um, there's a house that's been on the market for a couple of weeks, you can negotiate and you can get inspections mm-hmm. and probably go in at asking price or guess what? Maybe a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Right. So those opportunities are there. I'm seeing them. Um, it might not be the picture perfect home. You might have to do some carpeting or painting, you know, changing right. of, of flooring. But that's where the opportunity lies. Totally agree. You know, right. if you can, you know, talk to your consumer there and, and explain to them, that's where the prime opportunity is. Right. Because, I mean, there are certainly people out there that are only going to want turnkey. They don't want to do a single thing. HGTV. And I'm not saying. Right. And it's not that it has to be some major rehab. But if you can go in with a little bit of vision and a little bit of, you know, I can I can tackle this down the road or this might not be ideal but there's things about the property you know you can't change location like there's certain things that you can't change if it's if it's hitting a lot of those boxes and the things that maybe don't make it a a plus home for you are it could eventually be that um you know being able to to see that and and get there eventually is is definitely um you know they would have an opportunity there and i think sometimes when you do see just you know rates went up and then they drop a little bit like Again, we don't we don't have the crystal ball. We always say that we don't know what will happen next for sure. I mean, we can look at um, what the experts are saying. We can make predictions, but um, 
sometimes then seeing it drop a little bit gives people that were on the fence that extra bit of motivation mm-hmm. to uh, go ahead and, and, and go for it. And what I would say to opportunity is every housing market, there's opportunities. There's always those houses that sell and they're like, wow, they did pretty well. Or mm-hmm. they, they figured out they, they got a even even in the hottest market ever. Right. And I, I see Brandon nodding his head here and I'm, he'll, we'll have him jump in on the next segment. I'm clear that given these conditions, there's so much fear in the marketplace. And you said it at the beginning, Stacey, that people just don't know what's going on. They're not actually finding out what's happening. And one of the questions we ask people is, hey, so tell me what you've heard about the housing market. And let me tell you what actually is happening locally. And there's such a chasm there between the two. And this is the, some of the news that's been out there. Um, so and this comes from uh, uh, Chris Summers, uh, great team leader in Philadelphia, he put out four bullet points, and, and he and I have talked a lot about business. So one is the housing affordability index is at its lowest since 2006. Second is that 20, 28% of listings are now lowering their asking price each month. Unheard of the past 24 months. The average mortgage payment is up 50% since last year to $1,842. Still pretty affordable, though. I mean, when you, when you, at our average sale Compared price is 400 yeah, I mean, it, I don't think you, what you get for $1,842 in a $400,000 home versus renting something, totally different. And mortgage demand is at its lowest since 2001. That last bullet point, I am clear, is what's, and we talked about this with Jeff today, that's what's driving these rates down a little bit because these mm-hmm. banks are like, what? we need some business. <laughs> like, we, we, need, we need to put some loans out there because there's no refi business anymore because mm-hmm. all the rates are too high. So, with hearing all this stuff, and this is all real data, that this isn't like the news or, you know, listening to CNBC and like the world's ending or Elon Musk's not going to buy Twitter and it's going to crash the housing market and the stock market. It's not any of that stuff. This is real stats. When consumers see this, they don't know how to interpret it. I see opportunity when I see 28% of listings are lowering their price. Mm-hmm. I see opportunity in that while payments may be up from the lowest rates since the 1940s, to give some perspective, it's still very affordable relative to history. And seeing low mortgage demand means you can get a little bit better, better of a deal with the bank mm-hmm. if you find, work with the right lender that's willing to get aggressive on their pricing. Mm-hmm. So that all tells me that despite this X amount, it was 14.6%. Is that the number that, that of canceled contracts this month? Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you, Sarah. It's going to drop a little bit. I don't think it's going to go all the way down. I see a lot of opportunity in the next 45 days for home buyers. And if you've been one of those people that has been on the fence or like threw in the towel and said, I'm, I'm done with this market. I'm not buying a house. You got a window here to find something when a lot of other people have quit. And it's all the more reason you got to talk to a professional. Absolutely. I agree. All right. We'll wrap it there. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about an article, an article from Mike Delpreet on Inman about uh, when he goes over that agents are in like a dogfight coming up here and we're going to talk about how some brokerages are handling that this is tool time real estate radio on wwdb 860 am buying a home or already own one we can help i am kevin hamill from alliances insurance agency if you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years now's the time new home buyers there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. 
Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline at tomtool.com. That's tomtoolwithane.com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender, NMLS 128501. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time and she's Stacy Mitchell. We've got Gabe behind the camera and we have Brandon Laurie from My Home Savant. You can check them out at myhomesavant.com in the studio as well. And again, Stacy, Gabe, Sarah, and I all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live every single week on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So, got some more Inman news coming out here. And I'm actually going to tie in a couple stories to this because Mike Delpreet, if you don't know him, he's one of like the industry tech experts. He's constantly... It's kind of like a talking head, right? Like he has a regular post on Inman News every week. And they have Inman Connect coming up. And his kind of preview article was that agents are going to be in a dogfight in this cooling market. So when you guys see that, what's your initial reaction before we kind of jump in? Because I think the guy's spot on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's <laughs> going to get it's going to get tough. I mean, we've, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. But, um, you know, you're going to have to get back to basics and you're going to have to work hard for every client, um, every client that you get. <laughs> so it's um, the pool's going to be um, smaller. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be thinning the herd here. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, definitely for agents, you have to hone your skills because this is really um, it, it's going to be the strong survive um, because we're going to get back to basics like customer service. Hi, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> um, being available, um, you know, knowing the market and providing that bringing value to your clients. And I think that's the most important thing. 
Well, and, and what he talks about in the article here is not only the agent-to-agent competition, but it's agent versus tech competition. And we've already kind of seen a couple of those dominoes fall in the past 12, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, he mentions companies like Zillow and Opendoor and EXP that are, you know, that are, that are disruptors in the industry. Zillow, we know, had their foray into iBuying, worked out horribly for them. They got rid of it. Now things are going better. Um, Open Doors had a pretty sustainable model with mm-hmm. iBuying. Um, EXP is a very fast-growing agency. We're going to talk about them in a second. Um, Keller Williams has gone from we're a tech company to we're back to a real estate company. I mean, and I just see all these people kind of jockeying right now, to your point, because there was a sustained unprofitability for these companies. I mean, like, I mean, you look at Compass. They haven't turned a profit in, since, they, since they've come out, but they right. keep spending. And What's going to happen now that there's less market share or thinning of the herd or just less home sales? There's less revenue in the marketplace. And that's kind of what what he talks about here. And I agree with you, Stacey. I think the people that understand this is a customer service based business, like you you don't and you don't necessarily sell houses. You sell an experience of getting into a transaction. The houses Mm -hmm. kind of sell themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm clear that what you said there specifically customer service and also like nurturing people building a relationship and knowing the local market, the people that focus on that stuff, basically all the things we were supposed to do before 2020 happened, right. they're going to be the ones that win in the marketplace. I mean, what, 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 are, what are your takes on this? And Brandon, feel free to uh, jump in here. Just got to interrupt I on agree. this show. And I think that tech has realized that it is a customer service experience. It's, you know, it's relationships and you just can't click on a website and have an avatar pop up and, you know, they'll find your house for you. It doesn't work that way. Um, and they've experienced great losses trying to think that it works that way. And they even see the value in local agents because they want to partner with us more. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's going to be a reset of their m- mindset, of their thinking, of their business models. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Open Door is doing well. Um, that, you know, but they, they were also involved, what, they started in 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. pre-pandemic. Um but again, the iBuy program that Zillow, I mean, that was a horrible, a horrible um, outcome for them. But um, yeah, I think that just getting back to basics and, and building relationships, that's key. And, and Open Door, they have a little bit of a different model, right? Open, I mean, these iBuyers, you know, and, and I, can, I know what Open Door does, and I know what Zillow did. Like we have actually like real life case studies on this. Open Door, they go out and they're looking for people that have like a distress sale. Like the home mm-hmm. needs a ton of work, they need the cash right away. And you kind of know what you're going to get from it. And they've turned homes where they were making forty to $60,000. It's 15% of the purchase price. I mean, that, that's a great business. I mean, I'd invest in that business right away. In fact, I have open-door stock, so I have invested in the business on, on some level. Um, Zillow was just buying anything. And, and they were almost like setting the market and paying more than a realtor thought they could get. Mm-hmm. So that's why they failed. Um, what do you think about, like, these power buyer companies, though, where they kind of leverage their own capital – and they say, oh, it's a cash offer, but you got to, we'll lend you the money, like the, the, uh, those sort of places. I mean, I have a certain opinion on this, but what do you think about those kind of companies? Are they still going to have the same cachet of having a cash offer like we did maybe the past year versus moving into the second half of 2022? So they're basically, they're coming in and giving the person who's selling their home and buying the ability to basically say they're having a cash offer yeah, and a, then they're going to buy their home, the one they're selling mm-hmm. on like the back end. I mean, they, they charge like a fee and they kind of right. like, like they float the money basically. It's almost yeah. like a bridge loan with a company that's not, right. a, not a bank. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that that could like 
open up some some issues. But, you know, if if the numbers make sense and that's what is able to get you from like point A to point B, I think it I mean, I think it would all be very situational and, um, you know, specific to each each person in each each case. Yeah, I think it would definitely be more specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we've, we've had ways to help sellers mm-hmm. go around this kind of situation if they need it. Like, um, we've coached sellers into doing a um, home equity line of credit yep. so that they can secure their next home. So there's ways that sellers can go about, um, you know, if they're presented with this situation. They don't necessarily have to go through these power buyers. And we don't know the hidden fees. We don't know all that behind-the-scenes stuff with power buyers. Um, but I believe that as far as with open door, there there's always going to be sellers that feel like they're embarrassed by their home and it's not going to sell. They don't want to go mm-hmm. through the, 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 the whole process <laughs> of, like, yeah, getting photo ready and all this other. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's tough selling a yeah. house. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's I'm a half hoarder house here, and I don't want anybody to come through. Right. I will seek out one of these companies. There's always going to be a need for that. Sure. I'm convinced, yep. The yeah. power buyer, I think it's a little risky for some people because, like you said, if someone has the ability to buy before they sell, they typically buy before they sell. Like, right. no one decides, hey, I'm going to sell before I buy and kind of roll the dice unless they're going somewhere like they're going to rent. They don't know what they want. They're moving to another market, or mm-hmm. they're just unsure about what their next move is. So with those people, usually it's ones that are – leverage too high on their home in the first place mm-hmm. so the cash is like they're barely getting in by the skin of their teeth and now with affordability rising i think that's going to be a little riskier what i do see for power buyers that could make sense is hey we'll let you buy before you sell and you have to use our mortgage company because they're going to make a ton of money off the interest long term that to me is the play with power buyers mm-hmm. and you know i, I think they're, they're going to probably have a little bit higher rates and like some additional financing costs mm-hmm. so the, the challenge I see here is that agents got to know how to navigate all this. You know, it's no different than when they say, oh, I got a builder that's offering me a cash deal on the house that needs some work, even though we know you could probably get like 17% more, specifically 169 That's the bright MLS study. You got to be able to educate people on that and, and show them. And I think that's where agents are going to have a little bit of a challenge because so many people have lost their skills in the past 24 months or they were just showing up, mm-hmm. again, bid, bid $200,000 above or what what price do you want? Oh, let's add 10%. Let's mm-hmm. put it on the market and see what happens. There wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of skill involved there. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is going to be the, the, the biggest challenge for them. And with that, I, I think we're already seeing companies kind of start to jockey a little bit here in who's the best, who should you align with. There was an article from our friends at Broke Agent Media where they talked about um, EXP Realty specifically, and they were kind of like fluffing their numbers a little bit, to put it mildly, cooking the books, whatever you want to call it, where they – cherry pick numbers and i'm not going to go into all like the financial reports here because i think we'll lose the entire audience immediately (laughs) um but what they said was they came out at their exp shareholder summit in june and they shared a slide where it says hey we have zero debt and then they put all these other companies up there home smart had 11 million dollars in debt real had 12.9 million dollars in debt remax and compass had you know millions of dollars of debt redfin has a, a, a billion six uh, Realogy, who's now anywhere, is $3.3 billion. But what happened was they were taking numbers off their financial statements from other places. So, for example, Real, who is a, a direct competitor with EXP, it's same model, multi-level marketing, um, it, was, it was liabilities. It wasn't debt. There's a big difference there. Like, a lease is considered a liability. It doesn't mean you owe that money to a creditor right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, like Remax, they they pulled uh, the the Remax debt. It's debt net of the current portion. Um, Compass had non-current lease liabilities. Like it's all it's all stuff that is not just debt. It's not it's not as simple as saying we're debt free. And this to me is like any agent that's out there that kind of fluffs their numbers a little bit. You ever meet these people? Like oh, I sold fifty <laughs> homes last year. And you look them up on the yes. MLS, and they sold fifty in the past ten years. Right. I mean, yeah. it's this is what happens all the time, and now we're seeing companies start to jockey. Mm. And this happened when uh, Real Trends came out with their list. Like everyone was the number one brokerage. I'm like, well, how did how's everyone number one? Right. right. And so I, I think a lot of this is we're in a shifting market, and people are getting a little nervous, and they're trying to grab land and grab a market share. Mm-hmm. And I, I think agents need to be thinking about how to do the same thing, but really just compete on the local level. Right. I mean, it's interesting how, you know, both like this case is specific for for real estate, but really with anything, if people just take little pieces that make whatever story they're trying to show, um, you can kind of fudge anything to show whatever you want it to show. So I think um, being able to see like big picture and and what's really going on is, is important. And for the record, EXP's balance sheet shows 190 million in total liabilities, and they can, and then Reels number was 12.99 million in total liabilities. So they're clearly not comparing apples <laughs> to apples. I mean, I, you know, they're growing fast. This isn't a, a slight at them, but to me, I think the the biggest, especially when you're in the real estate business, and I see this all the time, and and like people just make up numbers and they just tell people they're selling all this real estate and. It's something I've never done for our organization because how are people going to trust you if you're not even being honest about right, your numbers in the right, first place? Right. I think right. we're almost too transparent sometimes. I think it's like the other way around, but that's just me speaking. But I think if you're in a trust-building business, I mean, this is just nonsense. Right. Have you got nothing to hide? Right. There's yeah, nothing, nothing to hide. hide. <laughs> right. Yeah, but this chart looks funny with the zero. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, come on. <laughs> A big goose egg sitting there. It's like... <laughs> And you have to, you know, it's like, really, I'm going to dig deeper here and see what, right. what the truth is. Well, Broke Agent Media, Media, so if you want to check this out, it's on BrokeAgentMedia.com. They did a really good job about this. They had some EXP people come on. They debated it. I mean, it's, every agency does this. You know, mm-hmm. like, REMAX agents sell the most real estate in the world. We all work with REMAX. They say that all the time. Compass was the number one brokerage. But then Anywhere was the number one brokerage because they were set up differently. Like, one is set up in a different model than the other. It's just all, it's... To me, it's about the local agent you get in your marketplace and how well they know the business. I think it is that simple, and that's how people need to be evaluating these companies. I agree. Absolutely. So we got a couple minutes here before we take a break. So what should agents be doing now that they're in this dogfight, right? So (laughs) you got all these people coming after you, and this has been no different than what's been going on. Our first show we talked about this, where, like, everyone's coming after a piece of the commission. Mm -hmm. So what should agents be doing to – build a moat around their business, safeguard themselves so that if they're in that dogfight, they're going to win. I mean, I think being able to show your value and what you bring to the table um, is is always going to be important. And I think being up to date on what locally is currently going on um, in in your marketplace so that you can best advise your clients, um, regardless of which side of the transaction they're on, Everyone does better if they know if they know what's going on, both for like expectations, for getting to set for like getting to the settlement, for getting under contract, for all the pieces um, and and feeling like you came out in a good position. You know, like nobody wants to feel like, all right, I I got it. But, you know, I really, you know, got screwed. (laughs) So, you know, feeling feeling good about the transaction at the end of the day. For sure. I think being able to. Um, clearly articulate what you do differently 
and what you what value you bring to your clients to them when they ask you well, what makes you different can you can you say what makes you different what do you bring what will you do for them what will you bring to the table to them i think that's important so yep. yes and yes i'm going to add a couple more here and then and then brandon if you got anything feel free to chime in or we're just going to talk about your company nonstop for the next 20 minutes so your your call um <laughs> I'm clear there's a couple things. One, um, be so up-to-date on the marketplace. You have an insane amount of knowledge that you can answer any question that comes up. Just to be overly prepped because so many agents don't prep before they go to appointments. They just kind of show up, and they're like, oh, what what, what the house next door sell for? I sold, sold, and you have no idea. So to be overly prepped with market information, to be able to communicate what's happening in the economy in a way anybody can understand. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get lost in these, even – we're prepping for the show. I, I send these, these articles out to Stacy and Sarah, and Stacy goes, too many spreadsheets. I'm not interested. And I'm like, okay, I'll weave it in and explain it in a way that makes sense because that's how my head works. So being able to have that skill is going to be pretty critical. And I would just say be relentless in your follow-up. It's so simple. Like talk to more people. Know you need to talk to more people because it's not going to be easy. I think it's easy selling real estate if you work hard. It's not going to be as easy doing deals anymore. I mean, some deals just they just have like, and, and that's that always happens. So I think that's the other thing people need to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well said, ladies. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about my home savant. It's myhomesavant.com. We've got the owner here, Brandon Laurie. Really cool company. We're going to talk about that next on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB eight sixty AM. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. Mortgage America is the Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents, and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's Tom, tool with an E, dot com. Sell your home for more, and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. 
All right, all right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. We've got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live every single week on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So we've got Brandon Lori here with... Uh, my Home Savant. The website's myhomesavant.com, just like it sounds. Brandon, thank you for coming in, first and foremost. Tell thank us you. a little bit about the company, how you got into this. Give us a little background, and, and, I th- and then we can kind of take it from there. Sure, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so My Home Savant, I, I felt uh, moving to Pennsylvania five years ago, I purchased a property, had an acre of land, had a pool, and I didn't even know where to start. And, you know, months and months of trying to find contractors, landscapers, pool people. Um, I was like, gosh, this would be a great opportunity um, as a business. So uh, my, my background is property management. Um, I've managed apartments from 100 units to 1,100 units. I spent 20 years doing that. I've been in the business for 23 years. So um, have a lot of history of managing properties and making sure they meet owners' expectations. Um, and just felt like this was a perfect fit for me. So I uh, ended up launching the business a year and a half ago. Um, and, and as far as our clientele, a, a lot of people ask me, you know, who specifically are you looking to to manage for? And it, it's really everybody. We joke that um, the tagline should be everybody needs us. Because, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, we deal with condos. We deal with row homes. We deal with twins. Of course, estates are a huge uh, source of business for us as well. People who this may be their first home, second home, uh, vacation home. But um, really, there there's a need across the board. To, to kind of give you an example of different clients that use us, um, we have people whose parents refuse to move out of their property. They're like, the property <laughs> looks like somebody, you know, older lives there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we end up stepping in. Um, initially, when we take over any property, we take over landscaping immediately. Uh, we take care of their housekeepers. That'll be, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and then, of course, um, condos. We have a lot of, you know, working professionals that just don't want to deal with the housekeepers um, or whatever else it may be, uh, any remodeling projects, things like that. Um, and then in our estates, which we deal primarily with right now, um, a lot of these people have second homes, whether it's New York, Florida, uh, Europe. Um, they're only here a portion of the year. So with them, we do everything. We take over the estate, pool services, landscaping, housekeeping, gutter cleaning, um, really anything it takes to manage their home. Uh, we check the mail. We send them their packages, um, really really anything, anything that they need. We, we start their cars every single month. Uh, we have professional wow, that's, companies. That's right? service right there. Yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> then we have professional companies that come out um, and will detail their car before they arrive. So it's ready to go. So really, oh, it's nice. whatever our clients need. Every home is a little bit different. Uh, but but we're really happy to help really anybody out. Anybody who feels like they're too busy or don't want to care for their home anymore, um, we're here to help. So how does the the process work? You come out and meet with them and they kind of and then I guess would you kind of customize for each person what their package looks like um, for, I guess, to meet all of their needs? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So every single client's completely different. Uh, We do have some clients. uh, We have had realtors call us as well saying my client's looking to sell their home. Uh, We talk about what needs to be done and we kind of walk them through the process, whether it's painting, pressure washing, 
planting flowers. It could be a roof replacement, kitchen replacement, whatever it needs to get it on the market. Um, and as realtors, I know you know sometimes uh, it could take up to a year to get a home uh, ready mm -hmm. to go on market. And we're happy to step in and be the professional that does that. It frees you up to, um, you know, go out and sell homes like you do. So, so you're like one-stop shopping. That's it. So we, yeah. if a client is in need, we can reach out to you. Yep. You would connect with them, and they could help them through that whole process. Because Absolutely. a lot of people get overwhelmed with trying to get contractors. Yeah. They have no idea even where to start, mm -hmm. landscaping, things like that. And, you know, I know we have some contacts, but if it's a one-stop shopping, I think that's so valuable and, and convenient. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think landscapers or housekeepers, people yes. hire who they hire. They don't necessarily want to make a change. Maybe they trust their housekeeper, but they're not happy with their work. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I they don't them. know how to fire them. That's yeah. it. So if I can come in as a third party and manage them for you, mm -hmm. yeah, um, it's amazing overnight. I mean, it could be a price difference. They've been at your home for 10 or 20 years. You're paying way, way less than market value. They're right. just trying to rush through your home. Right. Um, it might be that they just need to be held accountable. And I'm happy right. to do that. I'm mm -hmm. good at that. That's right. what I do. So. Right. And I'm, I'm sure there's, in a lot of those cases, it's maybe an uncomfortable conversation that somebody just doesn't want to have. And so they just, like, let it go on and on. And mm -hmm. rather than kind of just addressing it and being like, all right, how can we make everybody happy here? A hundred percent. It is funny. A hundred percent of our clients say, they're not happy with their housekeeper. That's the number one thing by far. Wow. Yeah. And they they trust them, though. They trust them in their home with their jewelry, with whatever it may be, their valuables. Um, but 100%. No, yeah. But nobody's 100% happy. Right. So we kind of get them back. And it's amazing. Usually you don't have to change uh, different vendors for them. Usually it's just making having them accountable and having a conversation. And both parties win. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Well, you think about some of these out-of-town sellers that we run into where, and, and I've, I've had to, uh, they're like, hey, can you go turn the, like, the lights off after the showing? Or can you, um, I, I need you to go like pull weeds in the go. Like, I mean, I'm not doing that. I'll be very clear. And and, I've, <laughs> it's, it's not, and th there's, there's, a, right. there's help and then there's managing a property, which are two very different things. Mm -hmm. And some realtors, I've seen some realtors clean out the houses for their clients. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I'm not, like, I would, I would suck at that, number one. And I'm, I'm not, like, I'm, secondly, I'm just not going to do it because that's not how I can really help somebody. So a service like yours to me is really valuable because it's going to supplement that. And it's not saying no when you because some realtors, they'll say yes to anything just to get the business. And having this, the right service to me is probably the most important thing. Yep. Absolutely. I love your philosophy here. Number one, outstanding care. Number two, commitment and quality. And number three, clear communication and transparency. I think this is like, you know, this is how we do our business too. So I, I love your philosophy here on your website. Right. Yeah, every every single client is well taken care of. Um, no matter where they live, we do have uh, clients around the world. Um, I send them pictures of the property through WhatsApp or what, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. via email. I text them. I mean, our communication is on point. They know exactly what's going on with their property. Um, I send pictures of work that's been completed. We talk about things that need to be done in the future. I mean, it's ultimately up to them. Sometimes like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend the money. Right. Um, other clients are like, make it look perfect, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, although maybe perfection doesn't exist, we do our best to make it, <laughs> you know, as nice as possible. Um, the other thing for us, too, is we have found um, a significant amount of clients that feel like they're being overpaying for things. That mm -hmm. is number one. 
um, especially if somebody's lost their partner recently. Mm -hmm. um, it is all the time. They're like, you know, I think I better move. I Maybe I want to look at going into 55 plus or whatever it may be. Um, and so for us to step in, maybe you got five different um, agreements that came through to get some trees cut down. Uh, we can review them with you. We can talk about it. You know, are yeah. they properly insured? Do they have a proper license to exist? Of course, we leave that to the owners to uh, make their decision as far mm -hmm. as those things, uh, as far as liability. But we can talk about, you know, some of the reputable companies. Maybe there's somebody that I could recommend that they take a look at. But it is important to me. It's interesting. I would say most clients save money by hiring us right? Uh, because we're able to give them contractors that we know are going to do the quality work that they're looking for. At a reasonable price. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, I'm sure that, like, especially in the case of if somebody loses their their spouse or their, their partner and it's been, that's very overwhelming all of a sudden dealing with all the things that maybe they weren't managing before. Um, and just knowing that they're making the right choice and having somebody to kind of bounce things off of um, just so they don't feel so lost. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it may it may be that they do want to downsize and scale back. We do mm -hmm. see that, that a lot, but they also might want to wait a year, Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. wait a year to get their home together and get in a mindset that they're ready to sell. So, Have you had many clients who um, initially maybe came out being like, I want you to come out and get everything under control. And then once it is, I'm going to take it from there. And then once you're up and going, they're like, this is smooth. We're going to keep you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that probably yeah. happens a lot. Yes, yes. Uh, we just signed uh, with a client who's in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, and it was very funny at first. He was like, just take care of the property while I'm gone. Um, a month into it, he's like, when I come back, even when I'm living there full time, you will be my home management service. Yeah. Because you do everything and everything looks perfect. And you're right. timely and you communicate well. Um, and ultimately, I pick up the phone. Yeah. Always. And if I don't, I call you back. So, right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So who, who's your kind of ideal client? And again, if you want to get in touch with Brandon's company, it's my home savant, just like it sounds dot com, my home savant dot com. Who are you looking for? Like, who's your avatar? And there might be a couple, but that way, if anyone's listening and they're kind of in that situation, they know where to reach you. Sure. Yeah. Um, God, I mean, really anybody. I would say number. <laughs> I mean, Very really narrow, anybody could focused, do it. narrow, <laughs> narrow and focus for sure. Um, I mean, I, I would definitely say a second home market's big for us. Uh, having clients going to Florida for the winter, having somebody that will come check on their home twice a month, make sure no pipes are broken, make sure it was prop properly, um, you know, winterized. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's very important. Um, I mean, that would probably be our number one client for sure. Even in the summer, they're they're down the shore. They want us to come in and make sure everything's fine and the, the plants are getting watered. Mm -hmm. uh, but it does end up being a year-round business. I mean, even if they're like, I'm gone in the winter, they come for the summer and guess what? They're down the shore. Mm -hmm. So they ultimately need us year-round. Um, and then business professionals, I would say, uh, number one for sure. Even if you're local, if you're in a condo, uh, we do have doctors and dentists and lawyers and, and real estate agents. You know, if you're highly successful, um, no matter what you live in, you just may not want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, myself, I own uh, investment properties as well, well here in Philly. Um, and I hired a management company to manage them for mm -hmm. me because I just don't want to deal with the leases and the tenants. And quite frankly, I don't want to be on call 24 hours a day anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I did that the last 21 years. Yes, I will be on call for you if something breaks. <laughs> but we also have companies, you know, that we line you up with. If there is an emergency, here's who you can contact if it's mm -hmm. the middle of the night. So. Well, and I, th I think that you mentioned a couple things there. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone like the people don't put their, their heat on in the winter and like a pipe burst. Like mm -hmm. that's happened to many people I've seen yeah. just in the day to day here or 
there's like an issue and then someone finds it at a showing because no one's keeping up on the property and there's like a leak or and so that alone to me is is really important people don't even think about this stuff mm-hmm. yep. right yeah i mean i'm sure there's a whole like checklist of things that you wouldn't even might not even like cross your mind yep mm-hmm. and it's usually those things that mm-hmm. wouldn't even cross your mind that right. have a yeah. tendency to crop up i like how um i know i see there's one bullet point seniors who choose not to move into assisted living so I think that's really important because people really do try to stay in their homes as long as possible. Um, and I think for some other of their family members, it's a little, it's kind of scary. So to have your company be able to, you know, um, be contracted to come out and do services for them um, just so that the house doesn't look distressed, kind of check up on the property and things like that, that's that's peace of mind. That's comfort to, to the families too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, even checking up on the owner. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, that means right. a lot for a, a lot, lot of the kids. A lot of the kids are out of state. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, I came home. My parents' home looks like nobody lives there. Um, and we can come in and make the landscaping look great, maybe have the front door painted, put a wreath up, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that housekeeping's coming in once a week, twice a week, once a month, whatever works for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we do stop by every single property every two weeks so we can check on your parent, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's part of the joy of doing what we do. You know, they're happy to see their property look put together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, who isn't? You know, right. it's their pride and joy. Maybe they bought it 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, they're happy to live there again. We get that a lot some painting some simple painting and they're like i'm so happy right you know getting the carpet cleaned or or whatever it may be it can be simple things but it can make their uh, you know living in their home or staying in there longer um you know i think that's happy yeah yeah there's a lot of nursing options too which i know families are very interested they don't have to go to assisted living Mm -hmm. although although that's a great option for a lot of people Mm -hmm. sure I think the fact that you can vet contractors, because that, that that's one of the number one headaches we hear. It's like the mm-hmm. contractor didn't show up. They didn't finish the job. I can't get a hold of them. I paid them mm-hmm. or her. Um, it's usually him. But uh, it's, uh, it, it's really an issue. So, like, what, how, what's your process for vetting those people? Like, what, what do you, like how, how do you do that? Because everyone tells you they're going to do a jo- good job at the beginning. I think I've been through this personally. I don't know about you guys. Have you ever had, like, a bad contractor experience? Uh, yeah. So how do you vet them out? I think that, that that's pretty interesting to me. Sure, absolutely. So um, I am known to stop in at homes um, and properties. I'll just pull over. If I think the yard looks great and I've seen them in the neighborhood, I'm happy to talk to landscapers, look to see if they're taking on new business. I think one of the things for me, uh, people will say, um, you know, I really want a new housekeeper, but housekeepers get busy. I get good ones. Uh, Within a few weeks, I can usually fill their schedule and I'm looking for the next best um, housekeeper or landscaper, whatever it may be. Uh, But really talking to them, I feel like a a responsive contractor is the number one contractor I want to work with. It doesn't matter what you sell or what you do. That is important. If you don't pick up the phone, if it takes you a week to call me back, I don't want to work with you Mm -hmm. because you're representing my company, even though the the client is, you know, hiring you. Right. Um, I can keep you busy. I can give you plenty of business if you do a great job. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely look for that. Um, if they're not looking to grow their business and they're not looking to be responsive, um, that's not somebody I want to work with. Sure. So uh, that's that's number one for sure. Um, clients give me a lot of referrals, so that's been helpful as well. There are a lot of people that are like, I absolutely love my plumber or, mm-hmm. you know, I love my painter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to talk to anybody. You know, I want to know, are they insured? Do they have a license to do work? Um, and are they responsive? Are they going to show up when they say they're going to show up? Is the pricing going to be 
uh, reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, or at the end of every deal, you know, does a client owe another $2,500? That to me is a big red flag. <laughs> mm, Things come nice. up, yeah. yeah, but not every time. Right, right, right. So that's something that I'm always looking at as well. Yeah, I think you described everyone's contractor experience yes. right there in about right. two minutes. <laughs> yeah, they, so they juice true. up the bill. They don't call you back. They uh-huh. don't show up. It's, yep. it's, all, it's all right there. Mm-hmm. So we're getting played out. Brandon, thanks for coming on. Thank MyHomeSavant.com. It's MyHomeSavant.com. You want to get in touch with Brandon. Highly recommend if, if any of the things he talked about were up your alley. We're here every week. You want to follow Stacy? She's at the number two Mitchco on Instagram. Sarah's at Ty underscore Ty Time. You can follow me at Tom Tool Three RD at Tom Tool Third, and check us out every week. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group, and we'll be back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB eight sixty AM.